everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 17 of Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen. So this time I thought I would do a video podcast. I had a shower this morning, my hair's still wet. Um, and I thought I'll do a video podcast because it seems to be the thing. So I'm going to just test it out. Um, one of the things I wanted to preface this episode with is if you could please go ahead and subscribe rate and review. You got to do all three of those things because when you leave comments, when you actually review it, then um, it helps me to get found by other people who would find this of interest. So I would greatly appreciate it. And I'm wearing one of the t-shirts um, that is going to be part of my giveaway. So when you do this, send me an email as to what your idea is and that you did it. And then I will enter you into a draw to win a nice t-shirt. And this is just for Canadian and US only. Sorry, I love my European listeners and I know I have a few of you and I love you, but I don't know, I'm not gonna be shipping t-shirts all over Europe, so at least not yet. Um, so today I'm taking on a topic that is, oh my God, guys, so controversial these days. It's like you can be in a group and have a full on brawl with people about COVID these days. You know, everybody's got an opinion about everything. And it's probably because there are no concrete studies to say this, this, and this are risks. You must do this. You must do that. It's it's gotten actually crazy out there. So what I've done is I, I do this constantly. I'm, I am not a follower of just mass media. There are a lot of people who will post stuff from global news and um, I'm not knocking you, but I go deep in my research. I go and I look for many different things when I research articles and then I form my opinion because remember, whatever you read or see out there you can probably find a study to negate whatever it is. It's just the way it is. And so the one thing that I'm seeing that is a growing trend is a lack of compassion and a lack of empathy and a huge amount of judgment. And, you know, I think people are really growing insensitive in a time where we should be more sensitive. I'm going to get back to that, but I'm going to start with a couple of articles that I read, a couple of studies I read, and the one thing, of course, is, I'm going to put on my glasses for this, um, how deadly is this? So you can go and read and find all kinds of stats, but there are no definitive stats. We know a few things by now, which... I'm going to cover just a few because there's many. Um, 
But what we do know also is that it's not as deadly as SARS was. So SARS had a death rate of about 10%, but SARS didn't spread like coronavirus, right? So, I mean, that's one thing. So who's at risk? Here's what we know. We know for sure the elderly are at risk. And here where I'm from in Ontario, I think we've done a very poor job of protecting the elderly, our elderly. We reacted very slowly. Anyway, it is unfortunate as to what's happened in all of the um, homes, but you know, Ontario's done a pretty good job of containing it and, you know, doing our part. And it's the elderly here that have really, really suffered. So the other thing, high blood pressure, or any kind of heart disease, they're at risk. Diabetes is at risk. Lung disease, at risk. And here's what's really interesting, and they're finding more and more about this, and they're saying, this is according to a uh, New York epidemiologist, that at their locations, they have found the number one risk of Severe illness at their hospitals has been, for those under 60, has been obesity. So obesity is kind of one of those things that has come out more and more recently. Um, I'm sure you've read about it. Now, what does that mean? So patients with, and this is at this one location at NYU, okay? But they're seeing this in more locations. So it's worth mentioning this. So patients with a BMI of over 30 were two times as likely to be admitted to ICU than those with a BMI under 30. And so, you know, I actually did an IGTV on this that, you know, BMI, and I also wrote a post on this, BMI is not the end-all be-all. My BMI is actually higher than normal. I also work out, I have muscle, like it doesn't take any of these things into consideration. So I believe that, you know, there's some leeway in there. However, if it's over 30, it's not in the just slightly overweight category, it's in the obese category, which is why you should pay attention. Okay, I weighed myself this morning, by the way, and I weigh myself a few times uh, a week. I don't do it like you know, crazy, like, oh my God, I got to weigh myself. Oh my God, I'm one pound over. I probably weigh myself twice a week. And I do it just to kind of make sure that I don't fall out of my category of where I feel comfortable. So, you know, a lot of people are talking about the COVID-15 um, and making jokes about it. So it's not really a joke. So I would say that over the last three months, I've probably put on about three pounds. So now I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, three pounds on my small five foot two frame actually is very noticeable. So for me, I'm now going to pay some attention to that because I don't want to get to the point where, okay, it's three pounds. Oh, now it's eight. Oh, wait, now I'm 16 pounds. Oh, wait. Now I'm no longer a BMI of 26 or 25, and I'm a BMI of 30. So weight can be something that can really get out of hand. Okay, 
So now if you have a BMI of 35 or over, you actually have three times more likelihood to die. Like obesity is no joke as it comes to coronavirus. Like it's some serious shit, you guys. Like you gotta, and I'm not, again, not fat fat shaming, but those people who make jokes about how all they're doing is eating during quarantine. First off, we're not really quarantined anymore. Um, There's guidelines that people are supposed to follow, which I think most people follow. But if you're making jokes or if you're eating obsessively and your weight has gotten out of control, that's something to really, really think about. So what's really interesting that I've been reading about as of late is blood type. So researchers have found that type A blood had a 50% higher risk of needing oxygen or a ventilator. Isn't that crazy? So then in comes blood type and genetics and all these other really interesting factors that they're just kind of starting to scrape the surface on, you know, but blood type is really interesting. And what's more interesting is that they're saying type O blood seem to have a partial protective effect when it comes to COVID. So I'm type O. Um, so I'm like, Phew. but you know, these people are a type A. I don't think you should be you know, freaking out, like, oh my God, I'm going to die. But anyway, it's just something interesting because it's something you can't change. I mean, it is what it is. Um, so what they have found, possibilities, again, these are possibilities, is that um, it has something to do with blood clotting. So A blood is associated with small blood clots that characterize some of the severe COVID cases. Interesting, huh? So I'm sure we're going to see more on that. We're going to see some genetics being done on mutations that people may have that make them more predisposed to very serious um, symptoms from COVID. So really, really interesting stuff coming out in research. And here's the other thing. So there's different strains of the virus as well, like everywhere, right? So apparently in Canada and the U.S., we have the same strain that's become dominant in um, Europe. I don't know what that means. Does that mean it's more serious? I don't know. So... Now, on to how it spreads. So, some of the strains um, that are lethal, they can be spread not just through respiratory droplets, but tiny aerosol particles. Okay. So, when you're talking about tiny aerosol particles, Now, I'm going to kind of get into the whole mask thing. I know it's like a very touchy subject for some people. And I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm going to call you guys out who keep posting how 
it's, it's mask shaming is what the hell it is. Do you have any idea of what Joe Schmo in Home Depot's life is like? Do you? Do you have any empathy for people who may have lung diseases or disorders where they're already living with like a limited ability to breathe? So all you people who are posting all kinds of things like posts and mask shaming, here's what I'm going to say to you. I don't have a problem wearing a mask if it's mandated. I choose not to if it is not mandated. Okay. I don't go into stores and start fights and saying, oh, it's my right to wear a mask and all that kind of bullshit. I don't do that. If I'm like, I went and had my nails done. Look how pretty they look. It's so much nicer when somebody else does it. I had my nails done and I wore a mask and I didn't argue about it. I went to see a doctor and I wore a mask because they asked me to. However, you people who go around, it's very self-righteous to go around and post things like polls and things to shame people who don't wear masks when you do not understand what their lives may be like living with certain diseases or lung diseases or things that actually put them at greater risk for wearing the mask than not. So I'm going to say that because I'm seeing so much of that all over Facebook. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Stop judging. Stop judging. Do your own thing. Do what you feel right. But do not get that self-righteous attitude that you have a right to tell everybody what to do because you don't. And I'm not sure how you would feel if you were told stay home because you have a lung disease. You should stay home. Nah, uh-uh, sorry. Uh, people who have limited oxygen capacity, they should be able to go and, you know, buy their gardening things or go grocery shopping and live and feel okay about it without being stared at or judged when you have no idea what their lives are about. And masks, it's become a societal thing because there are many, many studies that say, yeah, they work. No, they don't. So there's a study in Japan that was done and they said, yeah, okay. You know, masks seem to be a general consensus amongst everybody. They all wore masks in their society. But guess what? The people in Japan, they are much more fit they are not obese as much as Americans are. And those none of those factors were able to be taken into consideration. So they might say that masks um, definitely contain the spread. But now when we know that there are tiny aerosol particles, we know that masks can possibly give people a false sense of security especially these masks that have these giant gaping holes and like you know all the studies that have been done that show efficacy of masks um not all of them but some of them have talked about 
N95. How many people do you know are wearing N95 masks? Nobody I know. They're wearing little flimsy cotton things or whatever. And it's all just, you know, really to make people feel better because I've seen them hanging off people's faces and stuff. So please, if there is one thing that you get out of this podcast, stop judging others. Just stop. Mind your own business. Do what's right for you and your family and move along. How's that? Okay. So back to, sorry, my chair is very, very squeaky. So because this virus can spread through tiny aerosol particles, that's one of the reasons why scientists are saying this virus can embed itself so deep in the lungs. It's crazy. So anyway, that's what causes these cases to be so severe. Now, the other thing that they talk a lot about is the cytokine storm. So cytokines, they're protein molecules and they basically, they're messengers. So they're going to tell your body and your immune system, all right, guys, Let's gather the troops. We need, we got something going on. Heavy, right? So if you have too few of those troops, then your defense is weak, right? But if you have too many, that's when that cytokine storm can happen. Why does it happen? It's basically, it's over, it's an overreaction of the immune system. Okay, that's what it is. Now, why? They haven't quite figured out exactly why it happens in some people and not in others. But um, health issues, so pre-existing conditions can be a factor, as is obesity and other things. So that's basically it. That's kind of all I really want to talk about, except this is the part I wanted to, I guess, talk about at the end. So there's lots of things going on. Please, all I'm going to say, and this is, again, not medical advice. I'm a nutritionist, but I am here to educate. And I'm also here, I can help you actually live a healthier life. So if you do want to work with a registered nutritionist, you can get in touch with me because I can set you on that path to health and wellness. Anyway, again, I will say this though. I do know a of a naturopath doctor who lives perfect, no pre-existing conditions, and she did get COVID-19 and tested positive and was extremely sick. So, ooh, almost lost my uh, thing here. Um, so what I am going to say is there are no guarantees. So if your BMI is under 30, you eat perfectly, you exercise all the time, you take all your supplements, um, you are a healthy individual, you meditate, your stress levels are under control, you've got all that, there's still no guarantees because they haven't found that one factor that actually is what 
contributes to severe illness from COVID. All of these things are just some factors, but there's no one common denominator. And so, yeah, that can be kind of scary. However, I'm of the belief that instilling fear is not the way. Mandatory masks is not the way. Living and enjoying life, but being balanced is the way. And you do your best. You control your stress levels. You control everything. Just and be balanced. That's it. That's, that's my motto. There are many supplements that I have researched that I take. And if you want to know about those, you can get in touch with me. Nothing, again, is a guarantee. But there are many things that you can do in the hopes that you're not one of those people that gets very, very sick from this. Okay, so the last thing I did want to talk about is a company called confirmtesting.com. Now this is super, super cool and it's coming. It's coming to Canada and it's coming to the US. It has already been approved in Britain by their, whatever their health governing agency is. And it is a test that is an antibody test. So how cool is that? So it can give you four possible results. It measures IgM and IgG. And the way it's going to work, I think once it gets approval here in Canada um, and in the US, is it will be administered. It's just going to be a pen prick or a lancet prick, kind of like what you do for blood glucose measuring. And it will be done with a health professional at a drugstore. So somebody at your drugstore, your local drugstore, will be able to administer it for you. Um, or um, it'll be done through telehealth, where you're going to have a nurse on the phone with you, just guiding you. It's very simple, though. I mean, I do blood glucose tests on myself all the time. It's not a big deal. Um, however, they want to make sure that it is done properly for those of you who are not you know, not really into this kind of stuff. So with a good amount of guidance, you get a result in 15 minutes. So I think there's four possible outcomes. Um, you know, I can't remember exactly what each of them is, but one of them is a full-on negative. One of them is you've been exposed in the last seven days. You may not have symptoms. One of them is you're carrying antibodies. You've been exposed in the last few months. Anyway, Super, super cool. So that's already been approved in Britain. Confirmtesting.com. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to come. So I'm going to end this podcast and I'm going to ask you all to send me a message if you have any feedback for me or if there's anything, any topics that you really want to see. I mean, I still haven't decided if I'm going to take a little hiatus until September. I'm going to be kind of trying to enjoy a little bit of golf and um, enjoy my summer a bit. Um, And these podcasts do take a lot of time. So if you do have any feedback, please send me a message, sandy at sandyknutrition.ca. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a good one.
Join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s and beyond can be exciting, balanced and healthful. Bye for now.